Okay, hello everyone. Just gonna give it a couple of seconds as the notification goes out, telling everyone that we are live. Okay, hello everyone. Just a couple of more seconds people join and we will be off on our journey the road to Shabbos okay welcome everyone our goal in these series in the series of five shiurim is to see that Shabbos is not just a day we're going to learn about Shabbos but we're going to learn hopefully a new way to view the world every single day of the week, not just on Shabbos. We're going to learn with Hashem's help how to view the world through the lens of Shabbos and how we can tap into that every single day. And what we're going to do each year, we're going to take one component, one aspect of Shabbos, and again, learn how we can apply that to our daily lives, not just on the seventh day of the week. Now, Shabbos is more relevant to us than any generation in history. You know, the world today recognizes that generations change. Right? We have baby boomers, we have millennials, Gen Y, Gen Z. Every one of them views the world in a different way. And these generations are changing more and more quickly than ever before. Now, spiritually, this is true as well. Spiritually, every generation is different. And if we have to define our generation, I think there's no better way to define us than Generation Shabbos. You know, the Gemara says that this world is going to exist, as we know it, for 6,000 years. And then there's going to be a thousand years of Yom Shekul Shabbos. The Ramban and others teach us that these 6,000 years correspond to the six days of creation. Hashem created the world in six days. Each day corresponds to 1,000 years. Which means that right now in the year 5781, we are Erev Shabbos. We're on Friday. The sixth millennium starts with the year 5,000 until the year 6,000, which is... The begins when Shabbos begins, and we're in the year five seven eight one. So we're mamish. If you do the math, we're right before a little bit before Shkia. We're at a time when Shabbos is already beginning. We can already accept upon ourselves Shabbos, and what that means is that we need to live every single day. We need to live every single day of our lives through the lens of Shabbos. So Bezos Hashem, that's what we're going to try to figure out over each of these year to take one component of Shabbos into our daily lives. So let's begin. This week's shear is going to be about Erev Shabbos. Now, the Svarim teach us something interesting about Erev Shabbos, which we may not have been aware of. They say that Erev Shabbos is a time of doing tshuva. So you thought you were done, or Shani of Kippur, or past that. No, every Erev Shabbos is a time of tshuva. Why is that? Well, very simply, man was created, other Mishnah was created on, on Friday, right? And on that day, we celebrate Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the birthday of man, it's a day in which he was judged. It's a day in which Hashem forgave him. So it's the first day of a Sarasimei Tshuva. Well, that day was Friday. Man was created on Friday. So every single Friday, there's a little bit of, of a connection to Tshuva. 
Not only that, we know in the time of Chazal, they would blow shofar. You know, nowadays we have a siren that goes off 18 minutes before Shkia. But in the time of Chazal, they would blow shofar at different points throughout the day, tell people to stop working, to tell people it's time to light candles. But shofar is what? Shofar is Rosh Hashanah. So again, we see this connection of tshuva to Erev Shabbos. And the question is, what kind of tshuva? What are, what are we supposed to do? We already did that. What am I supposed to do on Friday? What kind of tshuva am I supposed to do? So we know that Hashem created the world. That Hashem created the world yesh miyayin. Something out of nothing. Or at least that's what it seemed like. The Rizal teaches that it's, in, it's actually the exact opposite. You see, before the world was created, everything was Hashem's light. Everything was Hashem's or inside Hashem's infinite light. So when we say ayin with an aleph, ayin means nothing. We don't actually mean nothing. We mean no thing. No thing that I can understand, no thing that I can relate to, no thing that I can grasp, because it's infinite. It's, it's beyond any, anything understandable. That's what was before the world. That was the ayin. And from that, Hashem created the world as we know it. What's called yesh, existence as we know it. It's something that we can understand, something that we can relate to. Now, yesh miyayin doesn't just mean a chronological order. First, there was just Hashem, and then there was the world. Rather, we're taught that the ingredients, the makeup of this world is ayin. Yesh miyayin means Hashem created this world out of his or ain't soif, out of his ayin. The, the makeup, the foundation of this world is the or ain't soif. Okay, so this sounds like a nice uh, thing that happened thousands of years ago. What does it have to do with us today? And the answer is we say every single morning in davening, Hamechadesh betuvoi bechol yoim tamid maisivrashis. This is not something that happened way back when. This is something that happens every single day. Now, okay, so maybe every morning there's a little bit of Hashem recreating the world. He's again creating the world. No, we say every single day, constantly. Which means that the world was not created 5,781 years ago, but Hashem is recreating the world at every single moment. Now, what does that mean? I look at the world, it's here now because it was here yesterday. And I'm here now because I was born a couple of years, a couple of decades ago, actually. And that's why I'm here today. What does it mean that I'm being created right now, Yeshmiyayin, out of nothing? So to understand this, let's look at our phones. Right? If you look at your phone, let's say you look at a picture on your phone. So it looks like, let's say you look at it for a minute. So that picture looks like it's static. It looks like there's something on your phone that is there. But if your battery dies while you're looking at that picture, what's going to happen? The picture disappears, right? Although it looks like there's something there, something permanent, in reality, it is drawing energy every moment out of your battery, right? It needs constant energy in order to show you this picture that you see right now. It needs to have a constant source of energy. So in reality, when you're looking at a picture on your phone, you're not looking at something permanent. It's not like a physical picture, which is here in front of you and, and, and is going to remain the same. A picture on your phone, even if it's not a video, even if it's just a picture, it is constantly being renewed. It's constantly getting new life, new energy from, from, your, from your battery. Let's use another example, a flame. And if you look at a steady flame, so it looks like it's the same flame every minute. It's the exact same flame. But in reality, it's not. In reality, every single moment, there is new energy, there's new fuel being drawn out that is giving it new life. And every single moment, that flame is a completely new flame. The world is the exact same way. To us, it looks static. To us, it looks constant. And every moment looks like it's 
a continuation of the moment before. But in reality, every single moment Hashem is creating the world, yesh completely new. I'm sure you've all had this experience. Uh, a couple of days ago, my daughter is about uh, two years old. Um, I gave her a picture, an actual physical picture, and after looking at it for a minute or two, she tried to swipe to the next one, right? And of course, I explained to her that uh, that's not the way real pictures work, um, but that's how kids view the world, right? It's not just technology, it's not just phones. To a child, everything is alive. Everything is, everything is not static. Everything is fresh. You know, when I was growing up, there was a comic called Calvin and Hobbes, and uh, you may have heard of it, but Calvin is this, uh, is this young kid who goes on these incredible adventures and experiences with his, with his teddy bear. And of course, the minute his parents walk into the room, the teddy bear is just a teddy bear. But when he's alone with the teddy bear, all the magic happens. And really, every child with, with a teddy bear, it's alive. Why is that? Why do children view the world the way it really is? You see, children who are closer they are much closer to their own yesh in moment. They are closer to their own creation. They're very young. They're closer to their beginning. So they experience everything in the world as new, as fresh, every moment. To a child, a doll is alive. It's not just this toy to play with. It's al- everything in the world is joyful. Everything is fresh. Everything is new. Because children are much closer to yesh Getting old means not realizing this, not realizing that I'm constantly new. I'm constantly being recreated. Getting old means thinking that I'm here today because I was here yesterday. I'm here this year because I was here last year. Now our neshama is called a flame. Just like we said, a flame is constantly being renewed. It's constantly getting life. Our neshama is called a flame. Ner Hashem nishmas Adam. Now what's a neshama? We think of it as something that we got when we were born. Hashem threw it into us. And we have this voice that tells us to do the right thing and avoid the wrong thing. But in reality, our neshama is not something that we have. Our neshama is a pipeline. Our neshama is what connects us to Hashem's infinite light. Hashem, every moment, is injecting fuel, this His orange soif, His infinite light into us in every single moment. And the way He does that is through the pipeline called our neshama. You know, everything in the physical world is a reflection of things going on in the spiritual world. Why did Hashem create it that we have to breathe every minute? Why can't it be like food? I wake up in the morning, I eat breakfast, I eat lunch, I eat dinner, but in between, I, I can manage without food, and even if I don't eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm okay for at least a couple of, for a day or two. Why can't it just be I wake up in the morning, I breathe, and I go to sleep at night, I take a deep breath, the zero. Why do I have to breathe every single moment? And the answer is, obviously, because Hashem is telling us that your life, every single moment, I am breathing new life into you. Then we're neshama, our pipeline to Hashem Himself, comes from the word neshima. Right? It's the same word as neshima, as breath. Because our neshama is Hashem breathing life into us every single moment. And that's why He wants us to breathe every minute. Because every minute we need to realize, I am new, I am fresh, I am getting new life right now at this moment. That's what our neshama is. You know, every morning we say modani. What's modani? Thank you Hashem for giving me back my neshama. Now, in reality, we should be saying that every minute. If every minute I'm getting a new neshama, I'm getting new life, Hashem is breathing life into me, then every minute I should be saying, Modani. And indeed, the Gemara tells us, Kol I'll call neshima neshima Every single breath we take, we're thanking Hashem, we're telling Hashem, Hashem, I recognize you're giving me new life right now. Every single neshima. Now, you know, the Torah tells us, Hashem breathed into us life. 
That's not something that happened then. That's something that's happening constantly. When Hashem does something, it's eternal. So Hashem right now, every single moment, is breathing life into every single one of us. Now, what this means is that I'm not here right now because Hashem created me. And He decided, you know what, it's, it's too much work to get rid of this guy. He's here already. I'm just going to leave him. You know, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll, we'll let him be. If Hashem is creating me, yesh me'ayin right now, that means that Hashem is saying, Hashem is making a decision right now that the world cannot create, the world cannot continue without me. And the world cannot continue without you. Because you are not someone that He just made and lets go on autopilot. He is creating you and every single molecule in creation every single moment. Now this is really the depth of tshuva. You see, people think tshuva is about the past. It's about thinking about the past and living in the past. In reality, it's the exact opposite. Tshuva is about living in the present. Tshuva is saying tonight to yourself, I am new. I am not connected. I am not bound by who I was yesterday, by what I did yesterday. I am not a result of my decisions yesterday. I'm new. Hashem is creating me right now. Yesh miyakin. You know, the Rambam says, the Rambam says that tshuva, midarki tshuva, a person should, should change their name. And he says, ani acher. A person has to say, I am different. I am not the same person who did those actions. We hear this Rambam, it sounds very difficult. It sounds like I have to completely change my life. I have to, you know, every little thing I did wrong, I have to become, you know, a Balshuva. I'm sure we all know people who have completely changed their lives. And that's incredible. But it's a very difficult thing to do. Is that really what I'm supposed to do when I do Tshuva? I have to change everything? The answer is, the truth is it's happening anyways. You are new. Every day, every moment, you are new. Tshuva means to tap into that power and realize I'm not who I was yesterday. It's, the, it's saying right now I'm a new person. And therefore, what I did yesterday is not, doesn't define me. That's what Tshuva is. Tshuva is living in the now, not living in the past. So that's what Tshuva is. What does this have to do with Shabbos? Again, we said that Friday, Erev Shabbos, the Tzadikim teach us that the avoided, the work of Erev Shabbos is Tshuva. Why is Tshuva the pathway into Shabbos? And Shabbos itself, the word Shabbos, is the same letters as Toshik, as Tshuva. Shabbos itself is also Tshuva. What is this connection between Shabbos and Tshuva? The answer is that the six days of the week, what do we do? We work. We create. We develop. Now, we don't create Yesh Mi'ayin. Only Hashem can do that. We don't create something out of nothing. All we can do is take Yesh, take existence, and develop it, and upgrade it, and make it a little better. We can create Yesh Mi'yesh. I can create something out of something, and hopefully make it a little bit better. Now, from our perspective, Hashem did the same thing during the six days of the week. The Ramban teaches that it was only at the first moment that Hashem created the world, yesh mi'ayin, out of nothing. But the other six days, He just developed it. He took the matter that He created and He turned it into earth and into animals and into fish. Everything was developed out of that first thing that He created, yesh mi'ayin. But again, that's the perspective of the six days of the week, of us developing the world, even Hashem creating the world, and then just making it a little bit better, developing it yesh miyesh. But in that view, everything is a result of what came before. On Shabbos, what do we do? On Shabbos, we stop. And we say, Hashem, I recognize that I don't need to develop anything. I don't need to change anything. I don't need to develop this world. And really, I don't even need to develop myself. Because right on Shabbos, Hashem says to us, I am creating you yesh miyayin. So there is nothing to develop. There is no need to take yesh miyesh and to make things better because I am injecting life. I'm injecting myself into it every single moment. That's what Shabbos is. 
Shabbos means to see the world through Hashem's eyes. And from Hashem's perspective, everything is fresh. Everything is new. Everything is yeshmiyayim. That's what Shabbos is. And that's what Shuvah is. Shuvah is the same thing. Shuvah is recognizing that I am brand new. I am not who I was yesterday. Now, this, by the way, is also the, really the depth of Ashkocha Pratis. You know, the Baal Shem Tov teaches that Ashkocha Pratis doesn't just mean that when a crazy story happens to you, that was Hashem sending you a message. Of course that's true. But the Baal Shem Tov says that Ashkocha Pratis means that when you walk down the street and a leaf gets blown off of a tree and it lands at your feet and you keep on walking, the Baal Shem Tov says that leaf, that tree was sent there, was planted by the Rabban Shalom. It was there for you. And that leaf... And that wind was sent by the Baal Shalom for that leaf to land at your feet. And that every blade of grass that moves in your life was sent there by the Baal Shalom for you. Now, if you view the world as being created 5,781 years ago, it's very difficult to understand. This tree is here because it was planted 50 years ago, and this leaf lived and died, and the wind just blew it and it landed in front of me. On the other hand, if we understand that Hashem is creating the world right now, Hashem is creating that tree right now, and Hashem is creating that leaf right now, and He's creating that wind right now, that means that right now there is a message that Hashem is telling me. There is, there is a connection that Hashem, that everything in the world has to me because Hashem is creating it right now, Yishmiyayim. Hashkoch Apratis means seeing that everything, everything, everything is new, everything is fresh, everything is happening for me. Bishvili Nivra'ilam. That doesn't just mean the world is created then for me. It means right now the world is being created for me and for you every single moment. So, like we said in the beginning, we are Gen Shabbos. We are Generation Shabbos. And therefore, this is an idea that we need to feel not just on Shabbos. Of course, the Shabbos, it's a day to focus, to stop, and to say, I don't need to do anything. I don't need to create Yesh Miesh. I don't need to develop the world or myself because Hashem is creating the Yesh Miayim. Of course, that's the job for Shabbos. But we are generation Shabbos. We are the generation where our entire week needs to be suffused with Shabbos. And therefore, we need to feel this every day. So perhaps one, one, tiny, um, one tiny practical tip, a way to feel this every day, is that really there's a moment of Shabbos every day, a few times a day. That moment is called Kriya Shema. You know, Shema, the letter Shema, Shem Mem Ayim, stands for... Am Mekadashe Shavi, backwards. Am Mekadashe Shavi, which is Shabbos. So Shema has some connection to Shabbos. What's the connection? What is Shema? We take our hands, we take our actions, we take my developing, my building, my creating in this world, and we cover our eyes. And we say, everything that I'm doing, Hashem, it's not, it's not real. I'm not really doing anything. Hashem, it's all you. It's all Yeshmiyayim. The reality I see is really Hashem pumping new life into the world every moment. Hashem Echad. It's all Hashem. It's not, it's not me working. It's not me developing. Yeah, that's what it looks like. But in reality, it's all Hashem Echad. When we say Shema, we should stop for a moment. And we should think, Hashem, right now you're creating the world. You're creating me. Yesh Miyayim. Something out of nothing. I am not a result of who I was yesterday. I'm not a result of who I was five minutes ago. I am brand new. That's what Shema is. And that's what Shabbos is. So every single day we have the opportunity to tap into Shabbos. There's other opportunities, but perhaps this is one when we say Shema every day to think about this. Hashem, you're creating the world Yeshmiyan at this very moment. And I want to end with something I just saw from the Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim said, Mashiach is ready to come. Mashiach is ready to come. All the times that the Tzadikim have said they've already passed, the Mashiach is ready to come. All we need to do is tshuva. He says, the problem is people think to do tshuva, you have to throw yourself off the roof. You have to fast for, for a month straight. And he says, they're making such a mistake. 
All you need to do, says the Chafetz Chaim, is say Kriya Shema. And I'm wondering, what Kriya Shema, what, is, what does that have to do with Tshuva? Chafetz Chaim says, we need to do Tshuva, right? And all you need to do is say Shema. What does Shema have to do with Tshuva? Based on what we learned, we understand that the secret of Shema is the secret of Shabbos, and it's the secret of Tshuva. It's all one and the same. Tshuva means seeing myself right now as being created right now, Yeshmiyai. Not, not, I'm not who I was yesterday. Ani Acher. I'm something completely new. And that's what, that's what Kriya Shema is. Closing my eyes to the world and saying, Hashem, it's all you, it's all Echad, it's all Yeshmiyai in every single moment. And that's what Shabbos is as well. So, Mirza Hashem, Hashem should help us that we should be able to tap into Shabbos, we should feel Shabbos every single day of our lives, and Verz Hashem, the that we should be zech to the Yem Shekul the Shabbos, Vimher Vyameinu, Amen.